don't care who listening and who not listening. What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Pacers Pod. It is Sunday afternoon, February 17th, a little after 4 o'clock. I'm watching the snow out the window of my office. Getting sick and tired of this cold weather here in the Indi- in Indiana. But uh, days like today, it's like 18 and it's super cold. But you know it could be it could it, it could be way worse. So it hasn't been too bad of a winter so far. Sometimes winter can just really piss you off. We had some of that earlier this year with like negative fifty, I think. I know I fr- my pipes froze in my house. So just a little update on the weather in Indiana, um, at least my part of the state. But. Who cares, right, about the weather? Um, but it affects you. It affects me, man. I care about it because I hate being cold. I'm ready to be warm. i just been coming inside after letting the dog out and just keeping my stuff on for a while. usually take my coat off, but I'll leave that sock cap on for a while. Um, so... What's going on? How's everybody doing? Hopefully everybody had a good week. Um, I had a good week. I was a bachelor this week. Wife was in Florida. Um, you know, I, I, uh, it was all right. I, I was hoping to have like a really good week, but it just was kind of a little, I don't know, kind of boring. But um, uh, wife's back. Things are back to back to normal on my end. Pacers have been well since the last time I was on here. They uh, they won a couple games and then they had the big showdown against uh, Milwaukee on Wednesday. So the last game before All Star break and Pacers end up losing one hundred six to ninety seven. Giannis had like a huge game, 33 points, 19 rebounds, 11 assists. Giannis was incredible. I remember watching, I mean, he dominated from the very beginning of the game. So the last time the Pacers played Milwaukee, it was kind of all the, a lot of talk about how, and I did it too, you know, how how Thad Young kind of shut down Giannis. And in that game he did, but it seemed like Giannis had a, some, you know, he was really aggressive early. He, uh, I, I remember they threw up his stats in the first quarter. He had 13 points, five rebounds, four assists, um, you know, with three minutes to go in the first quarter. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And the, the Bucks were up 10 early. Bucks were up 10 at half. Uh, Pacers could never really get in there. Um, and third quarter came out, though, and the Pacers looked really, really good. Um, got got the got the lead. Pacers ended up taking the lead in the third quarter, 
and extending it out to like 10 points, um, probably what? They are, they're, they're up 10, I think, in, at some point in the fourth quarter even. Probably even like, like six minutes left or so. And then Milwaukee made their final run. Or I, I could be a little off on that. But the, the, the crazy thing about that game was, so the Pacers were down 10 at half. And then in that third quarter, they finally took the lead. And it was with back-to-back threes. And the, uh, just watching it from home, it seemed like the crowd went absolutely nuts. Like it felt like... Uh, you know, playoff atmosphere. Uh, Wesley Matthews hit a three to put the Pacers up three, and then somebody else hit another one, put the Pacers up six, and it was like, hell yeah. It was, it was uh, you know, these guys are fun to watch, and it was fun to see, you know, Wesley Matthews be the one to hit that three and uh, kind of, like, make him make his mark as, as a member of this team now moving forward. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was just, it was cool. I, I was definitely kind of proud uh, to be a Pacers fan. And I was, I was like, I like, I like our team still, even though, you know, it sucks, 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 sucks that we lost Oladipo. And we know that, uh, this team's not going to be doing, they're not going to be winning playoff series against, um, the, the best teams in the East, but they can still win games and they can be really hard, um, to beat. And so, who knows? What I think this this last part of this going into uh, well, once All Star break is over, and then we finish up the season. So there's what uh, Pacers are thirty eight, uh, thirty eight and twenty. So fifty eight games in, leaving twenty four games left to go in the regular season. So what's the Pacers' identity now? To me, it's like Turner's been playing really well. Um, Bogdanovich has been shooting well. Thad's been playing pretty well. Collison's been playing pretty well. You know, I guess you just keep running that out there, um, trying to get Sabonis, you know, a little bit more involved. But he has been playing well of late. Everybody's just, you know, good, like on the Pacers team. And that's that's kind of their their best their best strategy is just to, to play balanced. And uh it's kind of funny because, well, not funny, but uh, let's see. What was it? I was I was watching the and uh the post game interview and Thad Young said something like, "Oh man, I thought I wrote it down." Oh yeah, he said that they started trying to make one on one plays rather than ball movement and um having everybody get involved. So you know, like what that means, it's like when the Bucks were so the Bucks ended up winning the game one hundred six to ninety seven, so a nine point win. And they outscored the Pacers 30 to 11 to close the game. So the Pacers were, went from being up 10 to losing by almost 10 at, right at the end of the game. They just fell apart. Uh, they, they lost track of um, like what they were doing offensively because like what Dad said, you know, they were just taking stuff one-on-one and they weren't moving the ball as well. And, and when they do that, they're not a, they're not a hard team to, to defend. But um, overall, that, that Milwaukee game, it was a big game. Going, it, was, it was huge to see how the Pacers were going to respond um, in a game like this with you know, make, going out and getting a guy like Wesley Matthews and you know, being at a point in the year or in the season where it's like the ownership and the general manager of the Pacers 
they chose to, you know, take this team a certain way rather than go in a different way. And they decided to, to invest in the team that they had on already without Oladipo. And they're just trying to, you know, they're trying, they're still trying to win now. And it's tough. Um, it's tough if that was the right move because one way to look at it would be like, all right, the Pacers should trade their assets that they have. So those assets being expiring contracts like Thad Young and Darren Collison, Bogey, Corey Joseph, um, Tyreek, all those guys that you know are going to be free agents this summer. Uh, trading those away for either draft picks or maybe, I don't know, maybe you could get a decent, decent player for some of those guys. And you, you do that. And then in the meantime, the product that you put on out on the floor is just the guys that you you're going to be having in the future. Right. So, you you know, you're playing Sabonis and Turner and a lot of Aaron holiday and Sumner and TJ leaf. um, And, and you kind of just punt on the season basically being okay with just losing games, uh, you know, and, and uh, just developing young guys and acquiring assets for the future. But what the Pacers ended up doing was the opposite of that. And they held on to all their guys. So they didn't trade anything now. Then they brought in another veteran to win now to, to, and, and virtually, and then by bringing in Wesley Matthews now holiday and Sumner are not going to really play anymore. They haven't played since Matthews joined. And, um, but just, but maybe that's, maybe that's who the Pacers are. Maybe that's, maybe that's what the Pacers have to be known by, have to, have to do business this way in order to be a team that can compete because we don't have the top talent. And especially without Vic, you know, um, it's just interesting because Wesley Matthews had all these other offers to go play at other teams. Like he could have gone and played for the Thunder or, you know, he obviously came into Indiana knowing like, well, with Oladipo out, I'm going to be able to get some more run, you know, get to start on a playoff team. And they got a good team. And um, where am I really going with that? I just lost, hmm, how was I going to land that? What was I talking about there? It might be the Baileys. So my my sweet neighbor across the street brought me a a bottle of Baileys she gave to me on Friday. And I've never actually, the first time I had Baileys was at our, over at her house just a couple months ago. And uh, it was delicious. We were playing Euchre. And but I've never bought Bailey's for myself. So that was the first time I'd ever had it. Hadn't had it since. And then sure enough, you know, she got that for me. And uh, I'm having a little bit this afternoon because it's so cold out, you know. Um, but I guess that's, you know, it's just the Pacers, they, they decided that they want to win and they want to win now. And they think they still have a good enough team to win. And I'm, I'm up for it. I'm like, let's ride. Let's go for it because... You know, I like the fact that there's players out there like Tyreek Evans, 
and Wesley Matthews, who other teams want them, just as and, and you know they could go other places, but they chose to come to Indiana because of like I think the culture. Um, well, maybe not the culture as much as just they're going to have an opportunity to to play. Um, and so it just got me thinking, like, well, maybe that's just kind of ends up being what Indiana is as a team as a team in the in the future. Here is like we've already got our top guy, which is Oladipo. And one thing about Oladipo is he's not he's never going to be as good as the other top guys in the NBA. Like, I I thought maybe this year would be a year that he takes a leap forward, and it seems like oh man, he's a potential MVP candidate. But he certainly didn't show that any at any point of, of this season. And that's fine because, you know, he doesn't have to be that guy for us because of the way that we build teams. And we build teams uh, based off of, like, chemistry and working hard and being on the same page. And, um, you know, like, what what is it? Do the Pacers have those? I just read something. It, I sound like such a loser right now, but it was like the three T's, toughness, um, trusting, and, and togetherness or something like that. It, you know, it's just like real kind of, I remember playing sports in high school, you know, kind of that like, hey, we're in this together. Oh yeah, toughness, togetherness, and trust. The three T's of the Pacers. And guys seem to be buying in. I, I, you always seem, to me, it always seems like the Pacers are getting along really well as a team. The, the chemistry and the body language that they have, they seem to be there for one another. And I don't know. I think it's good. I think it's good. And it'll be interesting to see what, what this team looks like next year. Um, I, I, I did a little, a little looking into the free agents next year. And... So basically, like, okay, the salary cap is $102 million, but teams are allowed to spend more than that. And they're allowed to spend more than that up to a point, um, what is it, like, you, the luxury tax is like $123 million. And if the team goes over that, then they have to pay some crazy amount of money, you know, back to the league. So anyways, the Pacers are at $109 million, which is 20, or I think it was in the 20s, of most expensive payrolls in the league. So um, more than 20 other teams have bigger payrolls than the Pacers, which that's kind of normal, I suppose, for a small market team. Uh, but so they they pay $109 million in salary this year. And for the on the books next year, they only have $58 million. So that that right there says, okay, if, they, if they're willing to spend as much as they spent this past year, next year, then the Pacers have $60 million to work with, roughly. So the guys that we already got locked up for next year, Oladipo, Turner, Sabonis, McDermott, Aaron Holiday. If we sign nobody else, that'd be like our starting five right there. Uh, Alizé Johnson and TJ Leaf. So that's who we have. We've got seven guys, which means I think that we have six more roster spots for this salary cap. I think the Pacers have both of their draft picks this year, meaning that um, two of those two of those six spots will be taken up by rookies, which make they don't rookies don't make a lot of money. Like a first round pick where the Pacers are going to be picking will probably make I don't know two or three million bucks, and then the second round pick will probably make one 
one and a half or something. So maybe like five million combined for the two guys. Yeah. So that means like $55 million for four spots on the Pacers roster next year. And so these are, I, I found a list of the top 70 free agents going into next year, or the, that'll be free agents this summer. And a lot of, a lot of the Pacer players are on there. So these are the guys that I'm interested in. And I, and I'm just uh, fascinated to see if, if what kind of combinations could come up with this, because I, 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 I don't, there's other free agents, obviously like guys that I would love to have on the Pacers, but I just have no uh, faith that this would ever happen where like a guy like Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard or Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, those types of players would come to the Pacers. I mean, that'd be sweet for sure, but I just don't see that happening. Um, so I'm going kind of off of like maybe what could realistically happen. And these, this is what I would want to happen. Um, get free agents that I'd be interested in. Bad Young. Well, first, these are the Pacer ones. There's, so there's Thad, Bojan, Darren Carlson, Tyreek, Corey Joseph, and Wesley Matthews, um, and Kyle Quinn. I, I didn't put him on this list, but he'd be on there. And then these are the free agents from other teams that I think, ooh, they'd, I'd be interested in a combination of these guys. Maybe Chris, so Chris Middleton from the Bucks, um, small forward. This, he just made an all-star team. He's probably going to be getting, I don't know, maybe 18 million uh, tw or tw um, I don't know, 22, 24. So Turner makes 18 and Oladipo makes 21, just for some context here. I would say Middleton is not as good as Oladipo, uh, but he's better than Turner or about the same. So Middleton, probably 20. Um, That'd be the price tag for him. And remember, we got so 55 million for four guys is what I'm thinking in this example. And I could be totally wrong. I, I don't understand really the business part of the NBA, but uh, to me, this makes sense. So in my world, this is going to be what might happen. Um, so Chris Middleton, 20 million, maybe another guy I'd be interested in would be another Milwaukee Buck, Malcolm Brogdon. And then I also saw that Brooke Lopez and Eric Bledsoe, so I think those are their four starters. Yeah, everybody but Giannis on the Bucks is a free agent, so that'll be interesting to see how they how they divvy out that money. Um, so who knows? Maybe the Pacers could come in and sneak and grab one of these guys, like Middleton or Brogdon. And I was I'm also thinking about fit. Um, you know, with these guys, like I think. Chris Middleton seems like a guy that could probably fit in really well with this team. Um, and the same with Brogdon. I, I would love Brogdon. I think I would actually rather have Brogdon, Brogdon over Middleton. So you basically, if you could get Malcolm Brogdon, the next guy here from the Bucks, he's like 6'5", point guard, shooting guard type guy. Uh, real solid defense, uh, knockdown shooter. I think you pair him with Victor Oladipo and... Now you're talking about a really good backcourt, and Brogdon fits the 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 Brogdon fits the scheme of the Pacers, which is defense, um, unselfishness, smart play, being solid, like you know, being professional. I think Brogdon would be such a good fit for the Pacers, and 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 if we could get him for say, I don't know, six fifteen million a year, 
or, you know, get him for like four years, 15 mil. And so basically what that would do is, all right, so you bring in Brogdon and that just means we're not going to sign Darren Collison. So Darren Collison's costing us 10 million this year. So boom, we signed Brogdon for, I don't know if we could get him for 15. So an extra five. So I'm just going to keep, well, let me just go through the rest of these guys. So that's Brogdon, another guy. I just sold myself on Brogdon. I want Brogdon now. Um, if there's any way the Pacers could get him, that would be great. Um, another guy who was on the free agent list that I would I would be uh, interested in, in the Pacers looking at would be Goran Dragic, point guard from the Heat. It would have to be at a bargain deal. I'm talking like 10 or 10 million or less. I wouldn't mind having Drogic and then re-signing Corey Joseph. Uh, you could get Corey Joseph maybe for 10 as well. Um, and replacing Darren Collison with that. Uh, so Drogic, the thing I'm worried about Drogic would be, you know, he is injury prone. But he he's a he's a all borderline all-star point guard. And that would be a huge upgrade, I think, over Darren Collison. Another guy I like on that list of free agents, with if we could get him for the right price, and and the right price for these guys, you know, might be right what the Pacers can offer. Um, but Jeremy Lamb, he's a big, uh, what probably six five, six six shooting guard for the Charlotte Hornets. Knockdown three pointer, um, long, lengthy. I I kind of he's not a perfect fit, but I'm thinking off the bench, replacing Tyreek Evans. Um, you know, and who knows if we, if we sign bogey, I don't, you know, we're going to, we might need a wing. So that's the other thing too. Like if, if the Pacers aren't going to resign, um, Bogdanovich or whatever, then we'd better go out and get a wing. And that'd be someone like Chris Middleton or Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is another guy that I, I'd be somewhat interested in the Pacers entertaining. I think he fits, uh, kind of what we're doing. Uh, another guy who I like is Bobby Portis, power forward. He got traded to Washington. Um, I just like Bobby Portis's game, and I think, you know, he could play that role of maybe Thad Young if the Pacers don't bring back Thad Young. And if the Pacers don't bring back Thad, then I think you're looking at, hey, can we go Turner, Sabonis, can we get a three? Maybe we do re-sign Bogey, then Vic, and then we could get Brogdon, and then a guy like Portis coming off the bench. Anyways, um, I'd also be cool with the Pacers re-signing Thad. I think I'd be good with, if we could just get Brogdon, re-sign Thad, and Corey Joseph, and re-sign, either re-sign Bogey, or get Harrison Barnes. No, no. Resign West. I want Wesley Matthews too. So, okay, let me just come up with an answer here. So, two rookies out of the six guys that we have money for. So, I get to pick four of these players. I'd go with Brogdon, Corey Joseph, Thad Young, and Bogdanovich. I'm bringing back, oh no, I didn't say Matthews. Hmm. Anyways, I'm saying see you to Darren Collison and Tyreek Evans this year. And then I'm happy bringing back everybody else. Give me some more of that, Thad. And then, you know, you get those guys on, 
okay, so what? So let's see if that makes sense with the money. So 55 million for those four guys. Say Brogdon's gonna cost you 15. That'll give you down to 40. Bogey's probably gonna cost you 15. That's gonna put you at 25. Thad, Thad better go low. Thad better take like eight. Or no, Thad's probably gonna want 10. So that's 15. Yeah, maybe we can get Thad and Corey for a combined 25. Um, but anyways, that's just something that we'll see how that plays out this summer. I just hope that the Pacers don't re-sign everybody. Don't re-sign Thad, Bogey, Darren. One of those three got to go between Thad, Bogey, and, and Collison. And I really hope it's Collison. Um, and I don't know why. I just think that, especially whenever you think about a guy like Brogdon, him and Oladipo together in the backcourt, with Bogey, Turner, Thad, and then off the bench, you still got Sabonis. This is for next year. Then we're going to have to figure out what to do with Sabonis because I don't know how much longer Sabonis can stay as a bench guy. But, you know, maybe he's good with it. And if he's good with it, then that's how the Pacers could win a championship one day. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, what else here? That's free agency. Uh, I guess just back to like kind of summarizing, you know, kind of what's going on with the Pacers. I used, I've been using the analogy of the, the mile race and track, which is four laps around the track. Uh, so each quarter of the season, I've kind of stopped and, and analyzed it and been like, all right, this is kind of what's going on. This is what it would, how it equates to like a, a mile race. And so like the first lap, the Pacers got off to a pretty slow start. Uh, you know, I think they were, they were fifth in the Eastern Conference, which is kind of where everybody assumed they would be. Uh, but they hadn't really beat anybody good yet. Um, and, you know, kind of like when you're thinking about a track race, that's, that's like sitting on the back of the pack and just kind of hanging in there. And then on the second lap, the Pacers started playing, they started playing really well that second quarter of the season. Um, they, they had a great December. Um, you know, they, they were third in the Eastern Conference, so they had moved from fifth to third. And they looked great. So like that's obviously about the same as what would happen in a in a track race there, that second lap, all right. You know, dropping it down, getting around the dudes that are starting to to lose contact with the leaders. You're like, all right, I'm gonna be ahead of you guys. And you move up. And then the third lap, which we, you know, we just we just finished, you know, started out with the Pacers doing really well, and then, you know, bam. Tripped and falls. Oladipo goes out for the season. We get passed up. We fall back down to fifth place. But there's no quit in this team, you know? And the Pacers then go on a six-game win streak. And they move back up into third place. And that's where they are now, you know? They are in third place in the Eastern Conference. A game ahead of Philly and Boston. 
both. Philly and Boston are tied right now. The Pacers are one game ahead of them, which makes that game against Milwaukee so frustrating because you're like, oh, we had that game. We could have won that game. <laughs> uh, um, but that's just what happens, you know. That's what happens. So what, what's, what's this last quarter going to be like, right? If you're watching this, uh, and we're, we're just going to try to hang on for dear life. It's the bell lap. Ding, 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 ding. You know, just run your asses off. And <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if the Pacers can hold off the, the 76ers and the Celtics. It's going to be tough. But they got a bunch of guys that want to win. I got a bunch of guys that think that they're going to win. And they have a lot of guys that don't suck. And, in, and they play defense. And if as if they can if they can just keep getting better and if they can find an identity, um, I I don't know what it's got to be. It's got to be something a little stronger than just, you know, like Turner seventeen, Collison eighteen, Bogey eighteen. Um, I don't know, or maybe that's just me wanting some sort of like sexy storyline where it's like, oh, Sabonis is now averaging. 18 and 12 a game or something like that but and that's probably not going to happen because he doesn't get enough minutes but i don't know we'll see I, i'm all in i'm all in on the pacers um i'm fine i'm fine with not trading away our veterans um because in doing that, you're staying true to what what you preach. So so the Pacers are practicing what, what they preach. And, you know, the fact that they still have all these guys still as free agents, I guess it, to me it makes sense why they stuck, stuck with them. Because, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe the... Maybe the Pacers let these guys test the market and like see what they're worth. I don't, I don't know. That's a really, I wish someone smarter than me knew or could tell me like how much, like what kind of contract will, will Darren Collison get next year? Like he's making 10 million a year this year. So does he go down to five, six? Cause if he, if he does, then I don't know. I still don't really want him, if because I want I want Brogdon and I want I want Corey Joseph to be our backup. Oh man, that would make I, and then Aaron Holiday still, and oof, I would just love Brogdon on the Pacers. Can we make that happen? Brogdon to the Pacers. Um, would Milwaukee ever let him walk away? And I guess that depends if they. If Milwaukee has to sign Middleton to a lot, then maybe Brogdon doesn't get it. And I'd even be, I'd even be okay. No, for sure. I would pay Brogdon. I would pay Brogdon uh, 18 mil a year. I think. Pay him as much as Turner. He's young. He's a lot. He's such a, a a solid player. He's so perfect for the Pacers. It's ridiculous. Um, anyways, 
So what's next? The Pacers have, well, they have all this time off because it's the all-star break. So tonight's the all-star game. Oladipo should be there, but obviously with the injury, he's not going to make it. And there's no other Pacer that was participating in any of the events last night. Um, which, let's see, was there anything about the events? The three-point shootout was insane. Joe Harris ended up winning, but Steph and who else was on fire? Who else? Might have been Buddy. I don't know, but Steph hit 10 in a row, I think, on two, on both of his racks. <laughs> and uh, But Joe Harris obviously won, and the, and the scores were like 27, 28, or 26. It, nuts. So the three-point contest was great. I thought the dunk contest was kind of eh. Um, it always sucks watching guys miss dunks over and over and over and over. Although that's what that Dennis Smith did, and he did, I think ended up, you know, making the ones that he had missed. But it's just something about once you see it already three times, you're like, well, I know exactly what you're going to do, and I'm not that impressed about it anymore. Or, you know, who knows? But it was okay. The dunk contest was okay. It's just, uh, I don't know what it was this year that just, it wasn't quite didn't have my attention as much as the previous seasons. Maybe there wasn't the name in the dunk contest. Usually there's somewhat decent players. Not always, but anyways. So the Pacers have nine days off and their next game is this upcoming Friday, the 22nd of February against the Pelicans. It's a home game. And the Pelicans are a team that might be the most dysfunctional in the league at the moment. And I just looked at the, this is the team that Anthony Davis said he wanted to be traded from and they never traded him. Which I'm totally on board with, by the way. Um, why would you trade him now when you should be able to get all those. You should be able to get a, a way sweeter package um, after this summer. This summer, that's when you trade him. Uh, but it's weird because Davis is playing, but he's only playing. I looked at the box score from their last games, and he played sixteen minutes, um, three points. Like I mean, he's having. It's it's really weird that his last game against the Thunder, he only had fourteen points. Um, but anyway, so the Pelicans are kind of in tur turmoil. I looked, they got beat by the Magic, who are not very good, and the Grizzlies, who are not very good. Um, but then their last game, right before the All-Star break, they beat the Thunder. So, I don't know. Um, and the game against the Thunder, it was uh, Drew Holiday, Aaron's older brother, <laughs> and Julius Randle. They both had, I think, over 30. And those two guys didn't play the last time the Pacers played the Pelicans, because the Pacers just beat the Pelicans um, post Oladipo injury. But the Pelicans didn't have any of their, their top guys playing. Um, AD wasn't playing either, right? AD didn't play because Okafor was getting all that run. But um, anyways, the that team now that they're playing 
Randall and Drew Holiday, they beat the Thunder the other night. And so it's not going to be an easy win for the Pacers. But it is home. It's a winnable game. I think that this will be a great test because it's it, they're not going to be as good and talented as the Bucks, but they're going to like the Pacers are going to have to come out and and bring it to beat the the Thunder or the, to beat the Pelicans, especially if the the Pelicans play their guys, um, because talent wise, especially if Davis plays the the Pelicans have have way more talent than the Pacers. I would say, well, especially if Davis plays. Um, so anyways, the Pacers can win that game though. It'll, it'll be a good one, but I'd like to see how they play. Like they can't, they have to come out and they have to have that same sort of focus and, and determination and, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Precision that they had against Milwaukee, the first three and a half quarters of that game, um, be locked on it in deep on defense uh, they have to play that well to, to beat the Pelicans. But I'd like to see them do it, obviously. And then their next game, then they have, so it's a back-to-back. Then they, Saturday they go to Washington and play the Wizards. Um, the Wizards are a team that's not very good. It should be a winnable game. But the Wizards, are, they, they don't have John Wall. They traded away Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre. They brought in Trevor Ariza, Bobby Portis, Jabari Parker. Bradley Beal's playing amazing. Um, Thomas Bryant, the IU guy, is playing a lot. I hate I hate watching Thomas Bryant play, but we got him again uh, coming up on Saturday. Uh, so, yeah, two winnable games for the Pacers. I think that they can definitely, um, if they're going to be able to hold on to this third seed, these are two games that we got to have because there's a few more games that you look at and say the Pacers are have winnable, but there's certainly 10 to 12 that look like it's going to be an uphill battle. And so we got, we got to get these wins now. No time to waste. Um, but let's see, I, I'm, I'm on board, man. This is a fun team. Still, we still get to watch Sabonis and Turner and, that's what I'm looking for. Can those guys keep taking the next step? And, um, but we'll see. So, all right, man. Hope everybody has a good, uh, good week and go Pacers.